Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Matt Jones. She is Amber Wilson at Amber W Sports. I am at KY Sports Radio. You know, I tried, Amber. There's an at Matt Jones. He's in Britain, and I've tried to convince him to let me have his Twitter account, and he just won't do it. I offered him money. I offered him, I don't know, my happiness, and he just (laughs) will not do it. And so I end up with keeping KY Sports Radio, I guess, for eternity. For any price? I mean, he wouldn't even negotiate. I offered, Everybody well, has I a mean, price. I listen, I don't want to sit around here and talk about, I mean, money, that's, that's, you know, people who talk about money, that's not what you want to do. But I offered him, let's just say, a pretty significant sum. And he's but did just he, a well, my point is, like, did he come back with another no, specific he said, number? He literally he just wrote said, me and said, there's no amount of money that would make me sell this. And I wanted to be like, okay, come on, stop come it. On. But I mean, the amounts of money, like, I mean, I don't have that. I'm not going to do that kind of No, money. I but, know, but there's always some amount of question. money. If you, like, I mean, at, you could find another one besides Amber W Sports. But like, I just you changed would... mine recently to Amber exactly. W Sports. But if anybody wants Amber W Sports out there, go ahead and hit me on the DMs. We can talk <laughs> for the right price. I'm willing to like give away most anything. If you're at Matt Jones and you're just a guy in Britain, why not just be at Matt Jones 310? Like, who cares, right? Right, but he you have wasn't to be a really famous it. Matt Jones to care. Yeah, now, really but famous? yeah, exactly. If I was Matt Jones, the former Florida running back, okay, mm-hmm. maybe then I'd be upset. Or the former Arkansas quarterback, or the Australian golfer, or the Duke basketball player, like all of them, fine. Well, maybe he's holding a- out for one of them to reach out. Maybe oh, you, you weren't who he wanted <laughs> to reach out. That's right. He wanted former running quarterback for in Jacksonville Jaguars pick, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. That's He's Matt like, I'm Jones not going to sell it to a dude who has a radio show in Kentucky. <laughs> Come on. The NBA Finals are on ESPN Radio. Tune in for Game 1 on Thursday as the Warriors host the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Now, you heard Canty earlier saying that if Steph Curry were to win and the Warriors were to win, and he were to be the MVP, that it would make him higher in the pantheon of great players in NBA history. Zach Lowe, ESPN senior writer and host of the Low, Pod, Low Post podcast, was on Greeny with Mike Greenberg, and he said if Steph wins, it becomes an even bigger debate. If he wins the title and gets a finals MVP, that's four rings, a million-time All-Star, a million-time All-NBA, two MVPs, including a unanimous one, I think the point guard conversation then comes down to just him and Magic, and I don't think it's crazy to say that it's a debate at that point. See, a lot of people would hear that and go, well, now stop. He's not Magic. I don't think, by the way, whether he wins the finals MVP matters at all. Like, like zero to me whether he matters. But if he wins with four titles, two MVPs, et cetera, is it a Magic debate at that point? 
I like how we're having a conversation or at least on our airwaves, there is this conversation to your point of whether Steph Curry needs a finals MVP. We're talking about somebody who's actually won the actual MVP multiple times, you know, and he's got the rings to back that up as well. So I'm with you. I think that discussion about a finals MVP is so ludicrous. But one of the reasons I think it's so ludicrous is because to me, Steph Curry's impact on the game is really, you hate the word legacy, but that is really his legacy. When his career is over, we will be talking about Steph Curry really changing the landscape of the NBA and the way the game is played, and then inspiring an entire generation behind him to play the game that way. And so I don't think that there's anything that Steph needs to do. Now, that being said, that's not a pure point guard kind of conversation to me, though right like Steph Curry his impact on the game as a three-point specialist as the way he has changed the game from behind the arc and just the importance that is placed now on that shot that has so much to do with the greatness of Steph Curry but that's not necessarily a conversation about the purity of the position itself and it's really really hard to then have that conversation I think about where he ranks because I I don't know if it does anybody justice. I wouldn't say Steph Curry has ever, I mean, he's never even been, you could argue he's not even the best player, you know, on his team at a given time, which, which plays into that finals MVP conversation, but he's never been the best at his position. I wouldn't say in the entire history of the game. Right. But that doesn't mean that he hasn't had maybe the most notable impact on the game well, at his position. Like those are two kind of different conversations. Well, that's the weirdness about conversations. I mean, right, and that's the weirdness about have, Steph Curry and also the greatness. There are people who, you know, the rules were changed for because of various impacts. Doesn't mean they were the best player of all time. Right. He, he certainly has changed the game. I mean, three-point shooting has revolutionized the game and he will always be associated with it. So, in that respect, he certainly has the biggest impact as a as a changer. You know, It's tough because on the one hand, it all depends on how you look at it. There's a cachet with Magic Johnson because of Magic Bird saving the – you want to talk about impact. I mean, he and Bird may have saved the league, right, depending on how you look at it. So there's there's a cachet with him that I think makes it hard to sometimes separate that from him as a player because there's just so much more that comes with him in the same way that in his prime – Mike Tyson was considered to be, people were like, see the best boxer all the time. But it was mostly because there's this whole thing around Mike Tyson, right, that made it a different conversation. I do think, though, that if you were to break it down and just look at success, well, it's closer than you think. I don't think I'd put him necessarily ahead of him, but he'll have one less title. They have the same amount of MVPs. And, you know, he's playing at a time in the 80s it was a lot easier to create super teams and have a big, long path of success, whereas now, think of how many great players there are in the league. Like, if I were to say to you, name me the great players of the 80s, you're going to say Magic, Bird, and silence. I mean, there's a lot of good players, whereas now, there might be seven or eight players playing now where we're going to be talking about them forever. So I do think that's actually... Uh, a testament to what Steph has accomplished. What I don't like about having these conversations, the same thing that we were talking about earlier when we tripped and fell into a conversation about Larry Bird versus Dirk Nowitzki. uh, Because of Sam, uh, one of our producers on the show behind the scenes. And it's an impossible conversation to have because of the different eras. And so I get uncomfortable like this conversation of comparing Magic Johnson to Steph Curry. Like it's, 
it's an impossible comparison, frankly, even if we're talking about the same position. Just having a conversation, best point guards of all time, that in and of itself is kind of an impossible conversation because the we're not taking changed. into account the era and the position change. Because Steph I'm is willing, not, you're right, he's not a, a point not guard the, the way we think of. Guard. Yeah. Right. So it's hard. Like, if you were a basketball purist, I would think that those people wouldn't, who know a lot more about ball than me, I would think those people probably wouldn't be willing to have that conversation about Steph Curry. But I think but I don't know impact. how many of those traditional point guards are great now, except, what, Chris Paul? I mean, most right. of the point guard positions now, the ones that are great are scores. I mean, th- th- Dame Lillard is not a traditional point guard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Steph is not a traditional point guard. I don't know that what we all think of the Magic Stockton distributor, the it's just facilitator not what it is. first and scores second. That's just not what it is now. So is Luca a traditional point guard? No. So I mean, it's just a different. It's a different time. So yeah, it's a completely different era. And so the greatness of both of those guys, the impact that they've had on the game. Uh, you certainly, I, I definitely think Steph Curry, regardless of what happens here in this finals, regardless of what happens with a finals MVP, he's going to be in the conversation of, you know, one of the greatest, certainly of this generation. I think it's fair to have the conversation of one of the greatest all time, but it's not going to be the best and, you know, a yeah. direct comparison. The point guard has become the lead guard basically. And that's different mm-hmm. than what it was with magic. And so it's just hard to, it's hard to, to compare. Now, there are people out there that are saying the Celtics are a big underdog. I don't really understand those people. It just feels like two weeks ago those same people were telling me the Celtics were going to win the whole thing. Why do people keep changing their mind on the Celtics? They're the same team. Are they an underdog going into this series anywhere except Vegas? That's next on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Canty and Carlin is back on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, you liked that, I could tell. I actually do. I just could tell you liked it. I mean, I did it for you. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Did I just see you cover your face? Amber, because of, out of embarrassment? No, I was drying my eyes because, you know, whenever whenever you bring up the West Coast, it just, no, I mean, and Pac, you know, I just, I miss, I miss Tupac. Well, he wasn't on that song, but that's okay. No, he uh, wasn't on that song. It's just like a West Coast, Snoop Dogg, Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee A. Listen, Matt Jones, we don't need to get me started. 
Okay. Well, we will get Andre Snelling started. He's ESPN senior writer. If I'm doing a radio show on ESPN, I'm having Andre on because he is the best. Andre, appreciate your time. I'll start with this. Thank you. Uh, he, he's laughing. He's sitting there going, I have to do this with those two. Are you, are you West Coast or East Coast well, 90s with those rap? Two Andre goobers, I could hear that in your laughter. That's okay. <laughs> I love all of everything that we're doing right now. I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, of the two, probably more West Coast, but I'm actually the South. Give me Outcast. You know, the South. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Little Andre 3000. That's what, I, that's what he is. Okay, Fair. so finals are going to start. We're sitting here having these conversations about – you know, does it matter that Steph's never won a finals MVP, blah, blah, blah. I just want you to answer one question very simply. When the series is over, I'm not asking you who's going to win. Who will play better, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry? Mm. I think that Tatum – I think we'll perceive Tatum as playing better because he has a better matchup. Like, Steph Curry, in order for him to, to, to get off the way that we expect him to get off, He's going to have to be hitting a lot of three pointers, but he's going to be—he's <laughs> going to have Marcus Smart inside of his shorts for however long the series goes, because you know Smart is just aggressive like that, and so he's going to have more difficulty, I think, doing what he normally does. Whereas Tatum, you know, Andrew Wiggins has really stepped up as a defender since he, you know, come to Golden State, but he's an easier matchup for the way that Tatum plays than Marcus Smart is for for um, Steph Curry. Drave, I didn't tell you what teams we were talking about. And I just said, hey, the best team easily in the entire league in the second half of the season, the team is also the team that is the much younger, longer team. And they're here facing off against a team that, frankly, was inconsistent at points throughout these playoffs in terms of their main three stars. And they are aging three stars. I think most people would say, oh, well, then the first team is going to win this thing, right? But it seems like no one is giving the Boston Celtics a chance in this series. Why do you think that is? Oh, I, absolutely. We, we had to turn in our picks. You know, or, or you can go on ESPN.com's NBA vertical. Um, I, I picked the Celtics to win, you know, outright. Um, and I, I picked Jason Tatum as my favorite for the finals MVP. I think that the reason that a, a lot of people are leaning towards Golden State is because it's the name you know. You know, Golden State, they, they are – a dynasty they, they've been to the finals six times in eight years um they won three of them and the two that they missed there were like major injuries so there's a good justification for it like there's a very good chance they could have been in the finals every year so we know them at this level unless you're a real nba head you don't really know the celtics i mean the they made the conference finals what three or four times in the last handful of years so they've been solid, but they were never expected to win the conference finals. They were never expected to actually be in the championship game. So the fact that they have been the best team in the NBA over the last second half of the season, and analytics-wise, you know, ESPN's uh, uh, basketball power index, that BPI, has had the Celtics as the number one team for months now and continues to have them as the number one seed. And then BPI uh, kind of goes against Vegas because it, it clearly – has the Celtics winning this series something like something crazy like eighty percent of the time? So um, so yeah, if, if you if you erase the names, the Celtics have a strong case. But the Warriors have been there before, and you can't really discount the, the value of experience. You know, Andre, when you said that phrase, the name you know, it made me think of one of my all time underrated movies, 
You ever seen yes. Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy where yes. he runs? <laughs> He runs for that office. That's what I was quoting. I just didn't think anybody would catch it. I got it. I love that. That's the name. Fun. What was his name? Was it Aunt Thomas Jefferson, the name you know? Yeah, he went with his middle name. Like, I don't even remember it, but I remember the, the advertisement. The, oh, he was driving around in the van calling out to people like that the name is good. It's good like them greens you eat and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, exactly right. His it. whole campaign slogan was, so what happened, Amber? There was a congressman who died, whose name was like Thomas Jefferson or whatever Jeff. it was. His and, name was and Jeff, he, and, and, and uh, Eddie Murphy was Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. And so he just said it was the same name, and he just ran and said, I'm the name you know, acting like he was the same person. Andre, I think and you and I are the only two people that saw that movie, but it is a really good <laughs> – it was Thomas Jefferson Johnson. That was his name. There it was. Thomas Jefferson Johnson. Well, now I guess i got to get back to basketball, although I really like that movie. Nobody's seen it, but it's really good. Uh, you know, in this series, I – I sort of don't know exactly what to to make of this Celtics team because I don't think – you and I talked about this the other night. I don't think on paper they look to me like they have the makeup of a team that wins a title, but yet I kind of think they're going to win. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. I think their biggest advantage is size. So if you're the Mm -hmm. Celtics, are you playing like Horford and Robert or Grant Williams to put two bigs to try to make it to where the Warriors can't play their best lineup of basically four perimeter scorers? If if the, the question is if the time Lord is healthy, if Robert Williams is healthy, then yes, you put him out there because he's so athletic that he's able to, even if the Warriors go small, he's able to be mobile enough to make life difficult um, for, for the Warriors in a way that the Warriors won't necessarily be able to take advantage of um, on the opposite end of the court. But his knee has been, eh, you know, for, for this entire playoffs. And those last couple of games against the Heat, he was kind of actively hurting the team while he was on the court. So if he's not able to be 100%, the Celtics can put your favorite player, you know, Grant Williams out oh, there. Oh, no. Because he's a big man, quote-unquote, but he's like 6'7". And so even, you know, he, he, you could put him out there, he could match up with either Draymond Green or one of the forwards and, and still be able to, you know, play defense and grab rebounds uh, like a big man. So not only do the Celtics have size, they have versatility. And, oh, by the way, Jason Tatum is not a small guy. And so even if they run him at the four, he, he started at the power forward all last season. So, you know, the ability to have a six nine ish guy with a seven-foot wingspan and he can play small forward or power forward is another layer of versatility for this uh, Celtics squad. The name you know, Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer. I literally, I, I like you. I could talk to you all. We never met, but I just feel like you and I, we, we vibe a lot because you hate Grant oh, yeah. Williams as much as I yeah, do. So I, all right, thank you, Andre. We appreciate your time. Now, you got to watch that movie, Amber. It's really funny. Like, Eddie Murphy goes to, to, to Washington. It's in Congress. I'm telling you, you'd like it. What's the name of this it? movie again? Distinguished Gentleman. Distinguished I, think he's, I, think, I think he's in Miami, actually. I think he's a Miami congressman. Really? Yes, and he goes to Washington, and he gets elected just because of his name. Got to watch I'm gonna it. Ta- I'm going to take your word for it. I got to watch it. I will check it out. 1992, that movie. And it and I still love it today, 30 <laughs> It years still later. holds up, according That's to that. That's right. It does hold up. Now, would having a golf tour different than the PGA one, we've heard the controversy about the Saudi tour, but put that to the side. Is it actually something that will be good or bad for the sport? 
That's next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. What is this music? You went from Snoop Dogg and, and Dre to what is this? It's Blue, a variety. This would be Blue Monday. Matt, just trying to mix things up. That's right, Amber. But what is what is Blue Monday? What 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 is? I this? could not tell you. I could tell you who Snoop and Dre are. So who sings <laughs> Blue, Monday? Blue Monday? Tell you about Blue Monday. Like, are you, are you just not going to tell us? I don't like, really want to say it. No. No. Why not? You're call. You're 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 putting a lot of pressure on Matlack here, with his. Is song it like is, is it illegal to say? Like you just don't want me to know. I have no. You can look it up. Blue Google Monday it. is the name of the group, from what I'm seeing. Yep. So, oh. Well. Yeah. Boy, I didn't there realize we were the kind of. I didn't realize that on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, we're so big, we play Blue Monday and all it's the synth other stuff. pop alternative indie. Power oh, yeah, well, there you go. Matt, was released Matt in 1983. Very, Matt Lack's very indie, so fair enough. I, I, I can understand Indie music from before Matt Lack was alive. Uh, Blue Monday. Amber Wilson and Matt Jones here, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. The big news today, if you're at all a golf head, is that – Dustin Johnson surprised a lot of people when he was on the list of golfers who will be part of the Saudi-supported golf tour. 48 golfers will be on it. They announced 43. There'll be five that joined from the Asian tour. It was kind of a who's who of who used to matter. People that, like, 10 years ago could win majors. You had your Lee Westwood, your Sergio Garcias, etc. But then there was Dustin Johnson. He's the only top 25 player in the world that is listed on the list. He's one of the few Americans of any significance that are on the list. And there are reports coming out of England that he got $125 million to sign up for the tour. And as we said earlier, some perspective, Tiger Woods, all-time leading money winner in PGA Tour history in his career, made $120 million. So in one signature, he made more money than any golfer to ever play golf for playing golf. So that's like a signing bonus for joining the tour? Because we the purses the for de- this tour are obviously astronomical as well. $20 million purses. So he hasn't won anything. This tour hasn't even started yet. But the rumor is that he's getting paid. Does the PGA, you know more about this than me, does the PGA pay golfers to just join well they the didn't. PGA? They didn't, but because they were trying to keep some of this from happening – they created a bonus structure where the people who sort of do the best get some money for being almost like promotional people. For If the system had existed during Tiger's day, he would have made – I mean, Tiger's around now, but like when he was a, 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 a huge – An elite golfer. An elite right. golfer, he would have made a zillion dollars. But they, but, but no is your answer. You don't – on the PGA Tour, you do not get money just for signing up. Um, but now you do, at least here. And so – and, and probably the thought, Amber, was that without Dustin Johnson, you and I aren't talking about it, right? Like, if it had just been these other guys, 
it would have come out, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure anybody would have even known this was happening. But Dustin Johnson now puts us puts it in the conversation because he's one of the six best golfers in the world. So we talked earlier about the legal components. I won't get, go into all that again. But just from a practical standpoint, let's say the Saudi Golf League were to succeed, whether on the course or in court. What it would almost certainly do is spread the best golfers across the world, and the amount of times we would get to see them play against each other would go down to probably just the four majors. Do you think that would be bad for the sport of golf? I think it would be terrible for the sport of golf because I think you're talking already about a niche sport uh, that has done a heck of a job in terms of increasing in popularity over the years. And obviously Tiger probably has a lot to do with that. But now if you spread out all the young talent, you spread out the big stars across multiple tours, I think you're going to have a hard time bringing in the same audience. I I don't know if giving the more competition in terms of tours is the right way to go. And obviously the PGA is doing everything it can uh, to try to prevent this. And it's going to come down to, it's going to try to, uh, force golfers to choose between the tours. You know, there's an, this idea that maybe the PGA is going to issue a lifetime ban for guys like Dustin Johnson who are participating in this live tour that is backed by the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. But when you're talking about money at the end of the day, there is going to be an attraction from golfers. Now, what this tour right now can't offer isn't just the depth in terms of names because like you said, it's basically Dustin Johnson and then a bunch of, you know, I mean, to put it mildly, has-beens, right? I don't know a nicer way to say well, I mean, that. I'm but I'm looking it's- at it, just so you know. I, I'm a, I, I watch a lot of golf, okay? I mean, not I'm not, like, obsessed with it, but I, I watch quite a bit of it. I'm looking, and I would say half the names are people that I've never even heard of. Forget about I know anything about. I would say 20 of the 42 names are names like, you know, Oliver Becker like I've never heard of that person I mean there are people that are are not uh you know not people we would know and then there's a group of about five of amateurs who are turning pro doing this one of whom including I don't think anybody's focused on this one of whom is 15 oh my goodness did you know that I did not know that one of them is 15 years old I did not know that. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. So, I mean, so, the purses, obviously, in, in this uh, are, are are so much higher than the, the PGA Tour. And then if this signing bonus thing is true when it comes to Dustin Johnson. Now, you had mentioned it earlier in the show, and you can always check out the podcast if you missed anything here on Canty and Carlin. But Dustin Johnson, not necessarily the best reputation, right, in terms of the tour. If there was a golfer that was a top 20 golfer in the world who was going to do this right it now, it's controversial, it would be him. It's not surprising to me that it would be Dustin Johnson out of all of these golfers that would kind of do this as a top-rated active golfer right now. Uh I do wonder, like, with that report, with how much he's making, and it may be legitimate, and that's maybe why he did it. Also, you know, where's that information coming from? Is that a leak from Dustin Johnson's camp? Because they also want to make it look like he had 150 million reasons. That's the source, the Telegraph. Okay, yeah, and and that is, I mean, that is a big source in the U.K. But so... 
I, I don't know what direction this is headed. I will say that right now this first event is going to be streamed on YouTube. So it's already going to be a little bit harder than, say, the PGA Tour in terms of garnering an audience. But if this goes anywhere and if eventually you have these younger golfers, more of the Dustin Johnsons of the world that are these top rated golfers and they're looking over here at this tour and they're thinking, hey, in one tournament, I can make what I'm making in four tournaments over here. Then, yes, you could understand why at some point that that might become an allure for some of these golfers, even if the stage in terms of the broadcast rights isn't the same. And unfortunately, uh, perhaps whether the involvement of the Saudi, you know, of the Saudi government uh, is is it a controversial or not? I mean, we're not seeing it turn everybody away by any means. By the way, I just for the first time looked at the whole list because I had only seen like kind of the headliners. And I'm even less confident this is going to succeed looking at the whole list. I mean, really, for those of you that don't watch a lot of golf, the names you might know on it are Dustin Johnson, Sergio, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter. Maybe you know who Louis Oosthuizen is. Yeah, Oosthuizen, I would know. And then Martin Keimer won the Masters once. And that's about it. And then there's a lot of guys you've never heard of, and then they got five amateurs. I cannot believe a 15-year-old is in this. But it'll be – I'm fascinated to see what happens because I think this is going to end up in court for years. But I also wonder who's going to watch this. I just don't think anybody's going to watch it, which makes me wonder how in the world they think they're going to make money. Now, there's a lot of stuff in sports that we haven't talked about. Smaller things that have happened, including a debut on Around the Horn. And no, it wasn't the two of us. It was someone else you know, though. That's next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Features of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, taking on the Lightning. I tell you, it's been a great run so far for them. It's been exciting. It's been everything you would want it to be. They've shown a lot of guts. Um, You've seen a a team that... um, at different times, not quite left for dead, but not far off from it, and they have responded exceptionally well. The problem is now you get the Lightning. And the, the Lightning have basically become, and I think to give you credit, I think you were the one that said this, the Lightning have basically become the NHL's Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Because of everything they can do offensively. Like the run that they're on right now resembles the run that we saw from the Islanders in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, when they won four straight Stanley Cups. That, that's how dominant the Tampa Bay Lightning have been. And in looking at this series, you're talking about a matchup between two of the best goaltenders in all of hockey. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, he's won the Vesna. You're talking about him having the highest save percentage in this, in this postseason going up against the goalie in Igor Shosturkin, who's probably going to win the Vesna for this year. And who has the highest save percentage in all of the regular season. So this is going to be a fascinating matchup. Clearly, you got to go with Vasilevsky in this situation because of his experience and the fact that he's pitched shutouts in six of the ten games where the Tampa Bay Lightning have eliminated their opponents. So really impressive what he does in the postseason. Arguably one of the best postseason goalies of Mm. all time in the sport. 
So that's going to be something to watch. Another thing that we have to watch is the Rangers and how good they are on the power play. Yep. This has been a team that's been great on special teams, especially in the postseason. So the fact that they've been able to get that going and the Breadman and Artemi Panarin and Chris Kreider have been phenomenal in doing so, I think that's something that's going to have to play a major factor if they are going to pull off the upset. But just thinking about the players that the Tampa Bay Lightning boast, I mean, you got guys that have been there and done that at the highest level. Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Victor Hedman. I mean, they've got a lot of studs on that team. This is going to be hard for the Rangers to get past these guys. But I will say this, for Gerard Gallant and his team, the future is bright for Absolutely. the Blue Absolutely. I mean, they got a lot of runway with you're, the core You're a little ahead of schedule have. here. They are. <laughs> and these guys are going to be around for a really long time. So no matter how the series turns out, this is a win for the Blue Shirts, no doubt. And what I love the most about it is Shesterkin getting this. Getting this opportunity now at this point in his career to really work toward the future and understand what the intensity level is of this and then to face an elite team. And and that's what they're doing. They're facing an elite team. You're right. Look, if they don't win this series, I, I think people will be disappointed, but they're certainly not going to be shocked, and they're going to come away with very positive feelings about the year. But more than anything, the experience they get out of it is going to go a long, long way for this franchise. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. This is, uh, what is this song? Journey? No, it's like, I I used to hear it when my dad would take me to school. Yes, Foreigner, that's right. Foreigner, oh. There you go. Can't, I like talking Off about the music. I know they're probably not supposed to do that. But it's Matt Jones, Amber Wilson. We're filling in for Canty and Carlin, so we do what we do. We want to thank Chris Carlin, Nikki Javala, and Andre Snellings for being with us. They all did a great job as guests. Remember that In the Day is brought to you by Indeed. You can attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. At this time of the show, we do what we do, which is we go – uh, three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. So those of us on ESPN Radio that I like to call the fill-in crew. A lot of times, like we do weekends, and then when other people are doing stuff, we fill in. Right? Like I'm one of those. You know, uh, Amber's one. I'm one of those. Harry Douglas, Myron Metcalf. Like, we're all kind of, you know, we're the utility we're the fill-in crew. We're the fill-in crew. Well, one of our own fill-in debuted <laughs> today on a Also a reporter Horn. for NFL Nation. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, listen, we all do other things. I mean, I, but I'm just saying, like, that's our bond. Yeah. We fill in together. On ESPN Radio. That's right. Courtney Cronin is one of us. And she made her debut on Around the Horn, and here are some highlights. Courtney Cronin joins us from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised Indiana University alum, Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN, formerly covered the Vikings, Warriors, Raiders, 49ers, SEC football. 
and her ESPN Radio 1000 shops will put our panel and the mute button to the test. The rookie, Courtney Cronin, congratulations, Mark first Cronin. career win. She got the win today. Yeah, so congrats to Courtney. Uh, we will all live vicariously through her and her victory on Around the Horn. Can I tell you a quick story about the host of that, Tony Reale? Sure, go on. When many years ago, we're talking 2004, when I think he was working on uh, on PTI, PTI. Around the Horn had not started. He was in my intramural, or not intramural, in my city basketball league in Washington, D.C. And I had to referee a game, and I kicked him out for arguing with the, with the official. <laughs> I didn't know who he was at the time, but then people say, you know who that is. That's that guy. That's the stat boy guy. And I said, well, he can't be arguing with me like that on the court. Hell no. That's right. And now, I was that back? Was that when you were a lawyer and so you weren't yet I was, in this business? I was business? clerking on the D.C. circuit, and it was during one of my breaks. Fancy. And I, I uh, said, you are out of here. You're very fancy, Matt Jones. Dude, that wasn't walk, very fancy. Lurking on was, the D.C. Circuit. Let me tell you something. When your uh, death penalty life, cases and then just swerve Kentucky Sports Radio. When your social life is so bad that you are refing city basketball, <laughs> that tells you how I needed to sort of branch out. Keeping Tony Reale in line. Yeah, so I always have that. And I think that's why I've never been on around the horn. Now, Tommy Pham returned from suspension saying – He's done with his fantasy football dispute, which led to an open-handed slap of Jock Peterson. But he wasn't finished without saying he blames Mike Trout, who he said was the worst fantasy commissioner of all time and could have solved it all. How about in the end, Tommy Pham, the Red, saying, it's not me and it's not even Jock, it's you, Mike Trout. Well, my favorite about this is now Mike Trout has had to go on the record. He has declined to comment. No, about... he didn't. He did not he has. decline to comment. He has declined to comment about <laughs> the fantasy football slap heard around the world of baseball. I was on vacation this last week in the Bahamas, and every once in a while I would fire up my ESPN radio app to just hear the happenings of what was going on in the world. And I couldn't believe what I would hear this slap that happened about fantasy football in a base between these baseball players. I didn't know what was happening with these. How are, I cannot take fantasy football that seriously. But now Mike Trout has found himself somehow implicated in this. In fairness, if he was the commissioner, maybe he should have done more. I have to tell you, what I find the most hilarious about all of this is how serious all of these dudes take it. Tommy Pham took it too seriously, obviously, to smack the guy. Jack Peterson is taking it too seriously to cite the rule book and say, uh, it was technically section 4.3, I was allowed to do the IR. And Which then- I expect from people who aren't athletes, but I guess I find it so much more amusing that it's that it's guys yes. who actually play professional sports for a but living caring Tr- about fantasy, fantasy, non-real sports. When these guys actually play, you know, real sports, that is remarkable. They are one of us. It's like the stars. No. I don't know if you ever read Trash no, no, Magazine, no, 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 Matt Jones. But there's not, always a segment. They're they one of us. They are not one of us because I'm, They're one I, of us. I'm not getting into this kind of thing. And then Mike Trout refusing to comment. Dude, have a sense of humor. There's a reason you're the best player in baseball and nobody knows what you look like. It's because you don't have... Have a sense of humor. Finally, some good news. John Madden will grace the cover of the Madden NFL 23 video game 
the first time since Madden 2000 after he passed away. What a good honor, Amber. That is a great honor. Uh, no better honor. That's absolutely the right thing to do. It, it's wonderful that, to see them honor him and his legacy like that. That dude had an amazing legacy. First as a player, then as a coach, then as a broadcaster, and then as a guy from uh, a video game. Yep. Very few people have that many acts in life. And so salute to him for a life well lived. This was a show well done because of Amber Wilson. I was honored to join you. Thank you very much. Spain and Fitz is next here on ESPN.